This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. This is accessible through our online course modules that can be accessed at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash CME-courses, or simply by clicking on the link in our show notes and creating an account. So we're going to talk a little bit about a case of a patient that came in with generalized weakness. The EKG shows a wide complex uh, non-tachycardic rhythm. Um, so in terms of your differential diagnosis for that, things that you consider are things like LVH, left bundle branch block pattern, um, pacemaker, or what this patient ended up having. Uh, what would another big category of something like this be? So when you look at that, the rhythm is a little bit less than 100. You don't really see P waves. Could consider a pacemaker, um, but you don't see any pacer spikes. Anything else you'd want to know about the history? Do they have a history of renal failure? They do, Ian. Okay. So in terms of uh, electrolyte abnormalities, uh, the most dangerous one is potassium. Yeah, so this is a patient that presented with critical hyperkalemia. The progression of the EKG is Generally, peak T waves is the first finding. You see that usually around the potassium of about what? About six, seven. They certainly would have uh, EKG abnormalities. That progresses to be a widened QRS and lots of T waves. And then, you know, just from like ACLS, you remember that ACCLE or PEA is the five H's, and one of them is hyperkalemia. Um, so this is a potentially morbid rhythm that could lead to asystole or, or PEA. In terms of the potassium, potassium was greater than seven, it was like seven two. Treatment generally follows sort of an algorithm. What are some of the medications you've seen given? Calcium, yeah. So in terms of like membrane stabilization, calcium usually gluconate, 10 cc's, 10% uh, calcium gluconate given over 10 minutes. One notable thing about that is the duration of action. You guys know what that would be. So importantly, especially if we're boarding patients down here, it, it only lasts for about an hour. So that's really relevant in terms of sort of the emergent care. In terms of the other components of treatment are sort of shifters, things that shift potassium intracellularly, and then things that enhance the elimination. And then, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about those, and then definitive treatment is hemodialysis. In terms of shifters, it's usually glucose IV, 10 units. Sometimes people use weight-based as well as an amp of D50. And then bicarb, two amps, 100 mil equivalents. Both of those things drive potassium into the cell. The insulin glucose lasts for about four to six hours. So that's relevant, bicarb, as long as you're given the bicarb. So, you know, an hour or two, sometimes it's given as a drip, but as a bolus, one or two hours. And then enhanced elimination, we're using Wokelma now, but historically KXLate, those bind potassium in the gut, um, those generally last for several hours as well. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.